0: This is Box Elder School District Super Scoop, the podcast about the happenings in Box Elder School District. Today, we're with Superintendent Steve Carlson.
1: We're here today with Valerie Yates, and she's a 7th grade science teacher at Young Intermediate, and luckily I've been here for about 20 minutes and got to watch Valerie teach uh, a lesson today, and it was really awesome. I mean, I remember being a kid in the seventh grade vaguely. It would have been, gosh, that's a long time ago, (laughs) 40-something years ago. Anyway, we didn't do the fun things and the uh, things to help you learn as well as what you just did. So, Valerie, uh, we're here a little bit to talk about um, personalized competency-based learning, and I know that's that's a a big word, but it's really a cool thing. And when you see it in action, it, it really, really is a cool thing to help kids really learn hands-on. So tell us a little bit about maybe yourself and uh, how long you've taught and that kind of thing, but also tell us a little bit about this personalized competency-based learning, PCBL, yeah. correct?
2: Okay. Well, I've been teaching for 16 years. been here for 12.
0: Cool. Yeah.
2: Um, And we have had... The core has changed once yep. during that time, and it allowed us to base our teaching more on phenomenon, which I totally loved. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few months ago, there was a the instructional coach at our school, Mr. Devillups, sent out an email about hey, there's this new strategy coming up and he listed all kinds of things. So you're struggling with this and struggling with that. And I can't remember the list, but sure. I remember going, uh yeah, check. <laughs> I'm struggling with all of those. Yeah. Um and I'm always up for learning. I'm a teacher. Yeah. And education Lifelong learning. Yeah. Right? Yep. And and so I thought, what the heck? I'm I'm gonna try if that if is it's awesome. something yeah. that is gonna help me be better, then I'm gonna go for it. Yeah. Um I literally noticed things right away that I absolutely loved about this whole process. Cool. yeah. I loved that students who moved quickly to the content because before it was like, okay, I have this lesson yeah. to teach today. And I want everyone to do it and you get to practice it and then we get to move on. Yeah. Well, I have kids that are, didn't, Catch what I did that day, but I'm still moving on tomorrow. I had kids who are done that day and 20 minutes left over and they're doing nothing.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: This this allowed me to create a unit at a time. And as kids complete something and check it off with me, they can move on. Um, I love that. I, it doesn't matter if they're absent, which mm-hmm. I also loved, you they know. Can
1: catch up yeah. really fast in a couple of days if what if they have to. Yeah.
2: Absent kids come back and say, Well, sorry, you missed what we did yesterday. Here we yes. are, you know. Yep. Good luck with that yep. kind of thing. Yep. Um <laughs> this, this really allows kids to just start where the unit is. Yep. They start, they they have an end goal. I always tell them say, Hey, we have six tasks to complete in this unit. Here's what we're doing. Um, so they know ahead of time kind of to pace themselves. Um, I think my biggest thing that I've loved the most is I feel like I'm not leaving any kids in the dark. That is awesome. They are getting the feedback from me right then. Yeah,
1: that is awesome. As I'm, as I
2: can move around, I'm checking their thinking, I'm giving them responses. I'm correct, you know, course correcting if I have to. Um it's been good. That's awesome. It's been really good.
1: Well, we've you know, on these podcasts we, we we talk a little bit about uh professional learning communities and a lot of that is about you know, giving kids feedback as they go along instead of waiting to the end. You give them end of chapter or that's end of unit how test. I was
2: before. Absolutely. Let's and then just check at the really, end.
1: You know, really kind of do an autopsy an yeah, autopsy. Yeah. And in this type of learning, you're helping kids with updates and you know, health checks, so to speak, yeah, as, as you yeah. go through to help them get to the end of the thing. So I, I just, I, I love the 15, 20 minutes we were here. Cause I could just see, you know, in your classroom, I just got to tell you, it's just so scientific. <laughs> it's, is that a word scientific? Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, it's really, really, really been fun. So, uh, what are some of the, the challenges to this? I mean, it seems, you know, I grew up in an era and I'm not going to judge you two's age, oh, but I'm I think you are, you think. they were straight rows and everybody had to sit in line. The teacher did 90% of the talking. What's the challenge to giving up maybe some of that control yeah, to gain that's, all this learning?
2: That's a good way to say that. That's what I had to give up. The biggest challenge up front was I knew that I had to be prepared with an entire unit for those kids that moved quickly. Yeah, yeah. So initially, the workload was massive. Mm-hmm. Because I had to make sure that as kids got done, they weren't just sitting there wasting yeah. time. Yeah. I had to maximize mm-hmm. all the time I could use for kids that moved on. Mm-hmm. So the whole unit has to be ready.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
2: that, yeah. that, was, that was the, the challenge.
1: Well, you know, it occurs to me as you're talking, this wasn't one of the questions uh, that we had down. But in the professional learning community model, we have what we call the four big questions. And what is it you want the kids to know? And that's what competency base is. Hey, here's what we want you to know. But then the next thing is, how do we know know. what they know? And what I like about this is, what do we do when they don't know? Now, generally, you know, we do interventions, but that fourth one's always been a big problem. And what do we do with the kids who already know it? So this kind of helps take care of that number four that we, you know, we call them extensions, but this is a kind of an automatic extension It really is. grabber or builder.
2: In fact, some of the, the stations that I have around the room are once the kids have passed off the initial mastery, mm-hmm. they know about Newton's first law, yep. let's go try it. And so when the kids see, oh, I get to go try it. I, yep. I mean, it's almost mm-hmm. like they are doing this on their own.
1: They're, yeah. They, That's what I saw a lot of. Yeah. yeah
2: they, okay, I got to get this so I can do that. Um, yeah, it's, it's been really good.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's really interesting because David, uh, Mr. Blake here, as you may know, he's, he's doing an intern to become an administrator. So he's been over to this building a few times as an administrator and filled in with some of the students who've had some disciplinary issues. Well, one of them came up here and talked to him. And he says, I got to know him because he said, anyway, this young man was active and involved and hands-on. And he seems like one of those kids that would be hard for him to sit in a row. but sit still. To be, yeah, and sit still. But to be up and to be around and be active really had it his does. attention. Yeah. So that really helps with, with those kind of kids. And,
2: and that's what I've tried to do with all of these units is they're chunked into mm-hmm. Little tiny tasks and activities, yeah. rather than sit and listen to me lecture for twenty minutes. Yeah. Okay, now for forty minutes, you're on your own yeah. kind of thing. The kids are they're moving and yeah. they're it really does it helps a lot.
1: Well, it just you know really excites me to see this in action because you know we have a lot of. Um, I don't know training. We have a lot, a lot of knowledge on what works for kids, and to see it in action with hands-on types of things. And and you know, what are those? What are the Steelys called? That um, I, what's that called? You know, when you, oh, you the, drop
2: it's up there. Newton's cradle. I have it right there. It's Newton's what? Newton's cradle. Cradle. Yeah,
1: I love those things. Now tell us what what tell us quick what law that's reflecting.
2: Newton's third law. Okay. Yeah, for every action
1: There's an opposite there's an
2: opposite reaction. Okay. And
1: yeah. everybody's seen that. I mean oh, yeah. I can sit and watch those for hours, <laughs> especially now that I'm older. But yeah. kinda like watching them But camp, it's really campfire. cool because if yeah. you pull
2: back two Of them mm-hmm. and two pop off the other side,
1: yeah. And it and,
2: and the kids were are fascinated by that, it so. is.
1: Well, we heard them, we were talking about, them, and all of a sudden we heard them. And we <laughs> there were kids blocking, oh, yeah. so yeah. And when we got here, just for the, the people that are listening, they were working on uh soda bottles that had wheels on them, four wheels, and a balloon out to the front with a straw going out the back. They blew up the balloon, and when the air got let out. What is, what's, what's that? What law is that? Well, the
2: third motion. Okay. Yeah, we have a force going in one direction, causes motion in the other. Absolutely. I I think
1: people probably can see that, can't they? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Visualize that. Visualize
1: it. If they close it, because this is all words. (laughs) Uh Anyway, I, I just think it's, it's, it's a great idea. So what are some of the things that maybe were your biggest struggles in putting this together? Time?
2: Uh, Time, time was probably, uh, honestly, was probably the only struggle. I really had a lot of my canvas stuff already set yeah, up. Yep. It was tweaking it. I did try to like sequence the mm-hmm, lessons okay. so that if there were kids, and I have seen this, that kids didn't quite get through all of the tasks that the first two or three that they got through, they were getting the basics. Mm-hmm, they yep. got what they needed. Yeah. And that's, that's that awesome. took some time to sequence the, The basics first, Uh you can get those. And once you've got that, then you're just progressing with, you know, harder stuff.
0: So that's one of the questions I have heard is, well, you've got six units set up. What if a kid doesn't get through all six units? It sounds like you set up the first units as your essentials, right?
2: Absolutely. They have to get the, yeah.
0: As they go forward, those are more of the nice to knows or the need to know. Yeah.
2: In fact, I've seen, so I've given... Three assessment, I'll be giving my third one this next week, but the two assessments that I've given, there's been a pretty good increase from the initial percentage of students that passed the same mm-hmm, test mm-hmm. last year
0: yeah. to this, this
2: year. year.
1: Awesome. Yeah. That's exactly what you want to see. Like that's, it's that's,
2: significant.
1: Oh, wow. As a teacher, that's that's just something that really it is. revs your engine. So, well, right? And I keep
2: thinking, okay, yes. well, it's got to, I mean, this is the only thing I'm doing different. Yeah. The only thing I'm doing different yep. is I, I'm giving the control back to the kids. And, yeah, teachers have to be okay with the class, you know, not sitting mm-hmm. in absolute oh, yeah. silence yep, and doing their own thing. Uh, when this unit was full-blown, I had kids playing pool back yep. here for Newton's Second Law.
1: Now, hold I, it. You're playing pool? Yeah. Now, I, hold it. That's not education. That's ah, fun. And but sure. everybody out there in podcast land, what what do you learn from pool?
2: Newton's second law of okay, motion. Okay,
0: absolutely. Which yeah. is because you said the third law. What's the second law?
2: The relationship of mass, force, acceleration. Oh. Okay. If you want those pool balls to yep. go farther and harder and faster, you got to hit them harder. Yeah. See,
1: so I, I mean, you can play pool and, and <laughs> call it science. <laughs> so all those guys used to hang out at pool hall back. You know, they were really science. doing science. There, there you go. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's that is that is outstanding yeah. though. So I, I, um, I want to make sure I throw I ask this question. Because um, we're having a big discussion and debate throughout our, our district and, and throughout the state and the nation about grading. And one of the things that you know, we're talking a lot about is grading is sometimes grading is based on a teacher harvesting points. And so a kid does an assignment or a kid does you know, uh, a, a bulletin board and they, they, they do their homework and then they pass their test and they get X number of points. And based on that harvesting of points, they get a grade. Yeah. Now, when we talk about competency-based, we're talking about they know what they're supposed to. They have a, a rubric or something out there that says, at the end of this unit, you should know this and be able to demonstrate yeah. that work. Yeah. And therefore, you're not just some student that was really good at, how do I say this? Playing the, school. Playing school. Uh-huh. I was going to say it kind of but but that's true but there are kids that are really good at playing school and they probably have very uh, supportive parents that make sure they get all these assignments in but other kids maybe aren't as good at playing school but they are learning yeah tell me about how you feel about comp- competency-based learning which maybe leads to your grading a
0: little differently. yeah
2: it absolutely leads to my different grading just because i can have so many personal conversations with the kids yeah and I literally can check on them individually. So when when they're drawing me a model in their journal mm-hmm. and they're labeling the action force and the reaction force, and they've written a description about how that relates yep. to Newton's third law, to me- That's um, the same as
1: answering on
2: a 100-point on a
1: test, right? Yep. yep.
2: And in fact, um, they usually will get a little stamp in their journal. Mm-hmm. And in, in my class, the collection of stamps, they can spend those on- all this Treats cool and stuff. store, yeah. yeah. So oh, for them, it's like
1: a store up there. <laughs> cool, for, looks from, like a dollar store it, up there. It kind <laughs> of is, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: So for them, they know that they've mastered something. Yeah. Like today, yep. can you recognize that forces come in pairs? Yep.
1: That's and. She's pointing right now, everybody, that <laughs> the purpose of this class is to recognize forces come in pairs. And that's... That's what that's we did today. That's all we the air going out the back what? of the straw, and the... the force going out the, the, the direction. Forward. Yeah. Yep. That is... I don't know. Right off the bat, I could... You know, we walked through and I could see what was going on. I thought, she's talking about Newton's laws. And I'm going... Because I do remember. I did... <laughs> I, I learned well in school. Did you go to so,
0: school at Newton? Uh, <laughs> He was uh, my teacher. Uh, yeah. was he nice? oh, yeah. nice. Thank
1: you, David. Yeah. Why do I put up this? Oh. Right. So
2: a lot of it yeah. is moving away from pencil, paper, answer questions. Because like you said, mm-hmm. you know, kids can play Pencil, paper,
1: good. or even com- computer, keyboard, yeah, and yeah. screen. It's even, it's, it, we're advancing Well, faster. And I
2: have kind of advantage, because here in science, it's, it is it yeah. is total hands-on. Yeah. I get to do all kinds of, you know, hands-on labs, but... The kids, I think, are, I think they're getting it. Yeah.
0: So to follow up with, with that, you said you think they're getting it, and you talked about their journals. At the end of the unit, at the end of the, what what kind of assessment do you give so that you know, and the students know, that they're understanding it? Because, yeah, I mean, in the end, oh, yeah. we all give we, grades. Uh, we teachers. Yep. We all give grades. So. Whoa. Where do you get that grade from and what kind of assessment do you give to know? It
2: is our, we still have common formative assessments, even though me and Michelle Batter are the only ones that are trying this, yeah. but we still have a common formative assessment because there's four of us mm-hmm. that we give and we still have, okay, by this day, we're going to all give it because we all still need to look at our, at there's our data. data. Yeah. Um, so I still need to give. An assessment, mm-hmm,
1: yeah. but it's,
2: it's the stuff that they've been doing in class. It'll be questions about playing soccer.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: It'll be questions about, you know, riding a bike or, you know, and if they can master it with things that they've seen in the classroom, then I think, I think the well, connections we, are there.
1: You know, there's a lot of research to show that the more senses that a child uses to learn something, the better yeah. chance they have to recall it where, it used to be like we said, the sage on the stage, the teacher sitting up front. Just and, and just, I was fortunate because I was one of those. As I took a test, I could. Oh, I remember when the teacher said that. You know, and yeah. I just had one of those memories. But a lot of kids, they remember it because they they, they touched something. it with their hands yeah. or they talked about it with their classmate. And so this multi you know this multitude of different learning. Uh, types of styles really helps kids learn yeah, a lot. I agree. So, so, what uh, what advice would you give to other teachers uh, as they look at possibly doing this personalized competency based learning?
2: Uh, don't be afraid of a challenge. There you go. You know it 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 is it's going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. If you are used to just being the teacher and not letting the kids be learners, learners yep. yeah, um, it's hard, but. Well, Sometimes the class is chaos, but each of these little learning pods, yep. you know, are they're
0: pretty, pretty good. Yeah, cool it's pretty
2: things. powerful.
1: Yeah. Well, I, you know, there's I know of teachers who, you know, the old not the old joke, but the joke is, is teacher goes into a classroom, they get their lesson plans, they lame, laminate them, they retire 30 <laughs> years later, <laughs> oh, and they and take the lesson plans and throw them out the window. That was laminate, and yeah, that is really a sad way to do it, I think, because, and it's obvious that here you are, I would assume somewhere in the middle of your career, yeah. changing things up, yep. learning new things, going to work, going back to work to change things up. And I, I want to say thank you very much and oh. applaud your, your efforts because this is what is best for kids.
2: I really feel like it has made me a better teacher awesome. 16 years in,
1: yeah, yeah and, you're-
2: and I feel like this is really how it should be.
1: Isn't that cool? Well, yeah. I, I wish people could see the excitement yeah. as she's saying this. This isn't just words. This is,
2: I, this I, is genuine excitement. I really excitement. feel like it's made me a better teacher. Yeah.
1: Well, that's that's just, yeah. well, thanks, Valerie. And thanks for, you know, for letting David and I come. And, and uh, anything else you'd like to talk about this competency-based learning or personalized competency-based yeah. learning? Can,
0: and, can you, because yeah. we've had conversations about this before oh, yeah. and the excitement, like Steve was saying, that you have. But can you tell us? How it helps you reach that one kid? There you go. You've got a lot of stories about that. Yeah. Maybe just share one story about how it helps you reach that one kid.
2: So I have a couple students that struggle with reading, and we're talking yeah. like almost can't read at all. Oh, darn it! Yeah. Um, and it's hard. Yeah. Before, in, in you know oh, the yeah. old way, it's every kid's doing the same task, mm-hmm. and so how do I how do I make it and help all of them? Exactly. What I have found with this is. The natural staggering that occurs, mm-hmm. kids on different things, yeah. has freed up so much of my time that I can sit right next to this struggling. student mm-hmm. that's struggling and say, kids, I read this. Here's what I need you to listen for. Yeah. And and I literally am helping him yeah. with what he needs. While and everybody other, else is yeah. still learning. And everyone else yeah. is doing what they're what doing. They're doing. Yeah. And then I'll say hey, there is a video to watch. I'll watch that video. I'll be back in five minutes and then I can go around yeah. and still check out oh, the kids. Wow. That's what I feel like it has allowed me to do is actually freed up my classroom time. Yep. Initially, the workload is huge. Mm-hmm. But in class, yep. I cannot wow. believe how much I can interact with those kids. One-on-one,
1: build connections with yep. kids that if you're a sage on the stage, you don't build connections wow. with kids. But if you're right here, right looking, looking them in the eye, yeah. that's, wow, that's that is powerful. That I actually got, some, uh, I'm, I'm old and I've been doing this for a long time, but it's, this is really exciting stuff good. because we've seen this change in what we're looking at in the last, I don't know, four or five, six years. And, and it's exciting to have uh, folks like you really get in and, and try some things like that. So anything you want to think of Dave, to, before you ask the, you know, the, those fabulous questions you asked to get to know these folks. So
0: no, I think that's great. And, and yeah, like you said earlier, like I wish that they we could video this and see the excitement that Valerie yeah. has and the hair that stands up on the <gasps> back of your yeah. neck. How excited we are because really we're learning, like kids are learning <laughs> and yeah. kids are excited. And, you know, like you said, that one kid that's kind of that squirrely kid exactly.
2: who learns. And the one kid you were talking about, yeah. I never have any problems
1: with him. Yeah, because yeah. there's a hand on. Hands on right. stuff. Because here. He's,
0: he knows what he needs to do and he can get it yep. done. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so, yeah. yeah. So and so many other teachers do have problems with that one kid. Yeah.
2: Oh, so I know.
1: And I mentioned it earlier, but your your room is just so like I said, scientific. I mean there's question, <laughs> investigate, explore, observe, you know, just all the stuff in here. It makes you wanna become a scientist after you spend yeah. a little bit of time in here. Well, so. that's
2: what I want. Honestly, yeah, absolutely. if I can get the kids here, dang it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Get them here. here in they're class, excited. Yeah, then we
2: can have some fun. That's so
0: tough. Awesome. Well, we appreciate your time. We know that we took a lot of your prep time. Eh,
2: you're fine. <laughs> you, have a
0: lot to, you have a lot to get ready for as, you know, testing's coming up and getting these kids ready. Yeah. So we appreciate yeah. all the effort that you do. And well, thanks.
2: I appreciate you guys coming Thank in. Thank you so
0: much. This, this has been a fun, fun podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Val. Okay. What's your favorite color? Blue. Nice. <laughs> BYU blue. <laughs> no, it's That'll Utah State. At, I actually yeah, went, to, we, I actually oh,
2: went okay. to Weber State, oh, so but blue's my favorite color.
0: Yeah. Not everybody can like BYU. <laughs> okay. uh, what's your favorite restaurant?
2: Well, here's the issue yeah. is I don't really eat out to restaurants because I have a gluten problem. No. And it's hard to find yeah. anything that's... So you do a lot of cooking at home. I do a lot oh, yeah. of, you know. Has What's to be. your
0: favorite meal for your husband to make for you? <laughs>
2: oh. Wow! If my husband made meals for me. <laughs> oh. Probably, that. Yeah, he he's a fabulous man, but cooking oh, is but. cooking is not his forte. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. cooking is
2: not his oh, forte. Yeah.
0: He's got a lot of great. <laughs> he's got a lot of great <laughs> uh, okay, attributes. You, you uh-huh. know okay. yeah. He does.
2: He's a great man, yes. but microwave stuff is probably what he would have to do.
0: <laughs> what's your favorite place to go on vacation to?
2: Yellowstone. Nice. I love Yellowstone. Yeah,
0: And what's your, because Yellowstone's huge, what's your favorite place in Yellowstone?
2: Uh, probably, you know what, it's a little, you've probably heard of Island Park. Uh-huh. We have family cabins there. And so we, we go stay in those family cabins and then we can just kind of, there's fishing there, there's hiking there, there's trails there. So we can do a lot of it right there in Island Park, but, you know, still get the benefit of... Oh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of
1: science in Yellowstone. I mean, there's so oh, yeah. much. And
0: they. I mean, they how have, do
2: you not like Old Faithful, yeah, right?
0: That's true. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite thing about teaching?
2: Um, I love it when I see that light come on. Oh, cool. That is my favorite. Yeah. When kids have been struggling for a long time and. You know, we've tried things over and over, and finally you can see that they're finally grasping it. Nice. And they feel that they finally feel that success. Because a lot of these kids have never felt what that feels like to yeah.
1: understand something. Yeah. In school, but even in a
0: lot of In times.
2: life. Yeah. yeah, they just yeah. don't have success in general. And so I love that part.
0: And we know that success breeds success. So success in science can go to other things yep. outside of school but also mm-hmm. inside and of school.
2: them to be successful at life not necessarily just here in the classroom. Yeah. So when they can learn those skills I love that.